You are listening to Primal Radio, the podcast dedicated to combat sports, martial arts, self-defense, and the warrior mindset. And here are your hosts from Hamilton, New Jersey, Jim McCann, and London, England, Tom McGrath. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Did you, do you celebrate Halloween in the UK? Um, I don't much. You know, my mum's my always been uh, kind of against it. She was always like, you basically threaten someone for them to give you something, which she, <laughs> she has an issue with. I but got you. It's got bigger and bigger over here. So, yeah, it is massive. That's funny. You know, some training last night instead. So. Last night we were dead at the gym because Halloween. But when I'm driving home, I cut out a little early because I had to go to the new Primal to do wrestling mats or some nonsense like that. But I was driving through my neighborhood and there was hardly any kids out. I was actually kind of saddened by this. Again, <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember how cool it was to be out to like nine o'clock at night and yeah. you know, threatening people for candy, candy, like you said. But yeah, but I, I didn't see any kids in my neighborhood. Creating tallies of all the candy you acquired. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Who knows? Know. It might have just been at the time when I went down the street because I heard on the other side of the neighborhood it was packed. But my neighbor, you've been to my house in my neighborhood, a lot of houses yeah. and real good for that kind of thing. But anyway. Well, you got Guy Fox Day on Sunday. Sorry. Guy Fox Day. Yeah. I don't know what Guy yeah, Fox Day Yeah. Big deal. Oh, over here. You come and see the fireworks. Always, always good. What is Guy Fox Day? <laughs> Gun this time. is the thing we talked about before, where we're yeah. like, we do all our fireworks on the 5th of November, and it's what? like, remember, remember the 5th of November, which is when they tried to blow up Parliament. Alana's obsessed with it. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with it, it's just seasonal. It's coming up. <laughs> why, did they, why did they try to blow up Parliament? Because um, Guy I can't Fox. remember. I think they, maybe they wanted the monarchy back. You got yeah, um, yeah, 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 Guy Fox, Gunpowder Plot. Yeah, it was like, hey, it's an excuse to, to drink and let off fireworks. And burn things in effigy. There you go. And that was originally the shakedown, right? (laughs) Okay, I'll stop. All right, here we go. Anyway, so anyway, Anyway, uh, look, we had a a good show last week with Pat O'Malley. He was a very interesting guy. Uh, A lot of fun. I was watching a bunch of stuff on him this week. Super talented guy. Uh, real, real, Real fun guy to have on the radio. But this week, we have a new guest that Tom booked, uh, an old friend. But Tom, do you want to do the honors? Are you prepared? Yeah, yeah. I've, so, so like normally, I've been like writing a little intro, right. and I realise <laughs> when I read it, it sounds like I can't read properly, which may or may not be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want me to confirm that for you, or? So I just thought, like, well, I'll, just, I'll just try and freestyle it. And to be fair, if I can't do one uh, an introduction for this man, I can't do one for for anyone. No, that's so, for sure. Um, Ten years ago, <laughs> I started my martial arts journey um, at JKD London. It was the first uh-huh. ever class, and I'm here with Lack Loy, who's the founder of JKD London. For ten years and and well over a thousand lessons at, wow. at various different locations, um, Lack has taught. We, we worked out over 350 students. Um, introduced them to Bruce Lee's famous martial art. Wow. Uh, Lack is also a published author. He and he's um, taken his mindfulness message um, uh, to the masses through that book and through a number of courses under the tagline um, Martial Mind Power. Um, I think that to, to, to wrap things up, Lack's become a very dear friend and a mentor. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, we've gone all over the world together. Yeah. And, and, and uh, it's, it's just become a really uh, deep friendship. So, um Welcome to Primal Radio, Lack Lloyd. 
Thank you very much. Black. How you doing, brother? Good to see you. I'm glad you made it to our studio in the UK. Tom, that was the best intro. Yeah, right. On a side note, let's just take a sidebar. Tom, yeah. that was your best intro. Hence, right. your preparation did not serve you. It was best just yeah. to get in and do it. Which is what you told me. Right. Imagine <laughs> that. That's from the beginning. Don't prepare ever. <laughs> just jump. You got to thrive in chaos. It's, yeah, and yeah. you did. Just, just be in the flow, right? Just yeah. be in the flow, <laughs> which is an excellent also lead up for. Uh... Right, but I'm glad uh, you approved. Anyway, well, no, it was really it was it was excellent. But like anyway, welcome, buddy. And we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, let me hit a, a few things here. Uh, we are on every Saturday night, 9 p.m. UK time and 9 p.m. New York time. You can find us on HamiltonRadio.net. There's a chat room in there. If you have questions, you can hit us up on Facebook. Um, you can hit us up at JKD London if you got questions for Lack or uh, PrimalJimNJ.com. Um, I just wanted to get that out there. Hey, uh, so Lack, I have a question. Yes, sir. Yeah. So on your, <laughs> I'm going to jump ahead a little because we were talking about this when it came in. I was on your two things. I was on uh, your website, your your school website, which has a, a great introduction, a little YouTube introduction, right? And then you come in, you answer a bunch of questions about JKD and your history. But one of the things I noticed on there is that you said, come on in for your free trial lesson at the end of it. Do you recall this? That's right. Right. Very old video. Yeah, right, <laughs> which I knew was bullshit video, yeah. because Johnny <laughs> Mac said when he came into the gym – and 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 I guess there's a fee for the for people to come in and, and Johnny Mac and you go and you hey you know it's a, it's 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 ten bucks and, and and Johnny goes well you know I'll get it for you and you said no no you, you'll get it now he goes he goes he made me get to tenner now <laughs> right away there was there was <laughs> right away so I knew yeah you got to update that there's no free trial lesson but that was funny when I saw that well, I was laughing right well, away actually actually uh, in truth we do what happened was. We just got a lot of free riders. Uh, right. There's a lot of people interested in, in Bruce Lee, a lot of fans, a lot of uh, couch martial artists that just want to dabble. And um, my students started noticing that I was giving a lot of attention to these new new starters that were coming in on these trials. Right. We got and, 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 you know, quite rightly so, you know, the paying students deserve my attention and, and these free riders were just coming in and literally disrupting their classes. So I thought, you know what, I need to weed out the people that are really serious uh, right. and um, committed to this journey uh, and weed out those that aren't. So right. I started charging a fee for the trial, but I still offer free viewings by appointment. So if you God. did want to come in uh, an introductory session, i do do free viewing. So essentially, I'm still giving a free class. Right. Uh, it's just that they don't take part and don't get any active teaching. They, yeah. what I call is learning a metacognition position, as in the observer. So they have a powerful learning position. It's the third learning position after being a student, teacher, and then you've got the observer or the examiner position. So uh, it's, it's a powerful position for them to be in, which they get for free. So, um, right. so I do. I do. All right, so you, you covered your ass on that one. <laughs> but no, I just thought that was. And by the way, so that idea when we talked about that when Johnny Mac was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and then I went back and kind of discussed that idea with some of my partners, and and they had pushed back on it. I said, but I absolutely get it because it, you're taking all that time up for these people who are just sticking their toe in the water, so to speak, wasting your time, and your attention is 
uh, focused on them, or that you have to have a senior student like Tom go over and work with them for that hour or two, and and then they don't get their workout. But anyway, that was on a side note. But um, so what the other so the other question, real quick, and then we're going to go back into your history, how you got involved in this and all this stuff. But on your unlockloyd uh, dot com and your master oh, yeah. master your life. So I went. In, it's great. I actually had not been on this site, read through everything, went through the whole thing. But I noticed, you know, on the site there was a uh, a, a test. The uh, yes, right, the Zen took, test. The Zen test, and I yeah, took yeah. The, the I took the Zen test. Did you see that I took the Zen test? Did you get like a, a note saying, "Hey, Jim McCann took the Zen test." I I didn't. I didn't. Well, I did that recently. <clears> as well. Did it? Yeah, I can't remember what the results. Dude, what, do you? I, I've got it right here. <laughs> now, I took now I took the Zen test. Now I'm assuming so. The idea you take the Zen. I guess you came up with the Zen test. Of course, of course, of course. and I'll ask you. It was, it was actually masterminded by my one of my dearest friends uh, who really kind of helped me reveal the personal development aspect of martial arts yeah. in me. Uh, and uh, he came up with this concept. He said, look, we need to do this. Um, so we have, we've actually got two. We've got the Zen test and we've got the warrior test Ooh. because the Zen test is there for those people that need to cultivate their aggression. Mm-hmm. And then there's the warrior test for those people that need to pick up their intent and uh, you know wake up their, uh, their inner Bruce Lee. So I think we call that the inner Bruce Lee test. Oh, I didn't see. Is that on the site? Because I didn't see. No, it. that oh. one's coming soon. Oh, that's coming soon. So, we're, so, so you developed this because, and I am fascinated by this aspect of martial arts, which is often you know overlooked by many. We just want to punch and kick real hard and say how much ass we can kick. And there's a whole other aspect of the martial arts that was it maybe at one time addressed, and it seems that in modern times, it's gone away. Uh, now, you at your gym, I'm going to get back to this. It's primarily just Jeet Kune Do, correct? So yeah, we're a purist preservationist school. Right. So we basically just teach Bruce's Ali Chinatown teachings yeah. um, uh, as a as a preservationist uh, uh, modality, really. Uh, and then it's up to the individuals then to go away and evolve that, learn other arts, learn other movement, and uh, transcend their expression. I got you. And, and you see, and that's over here anyway. I find that more difficult because every kid wants to be the next MMA champ or the boxing champ or whatever it might be. So I've had to kind of push the Jake Eddy to the side, although I'm bringing it back at the new gym. But uh, so it, was a little, it has been a little bit more difficult to have more of that stuff here. But anyway, go back to that Zen test. So I took the Zen test. I want to flesh this out. So And, and uh, then I had, when we got here, I had Alana take the Zen test. No, this is ironic because his entire life, Jim has been fleeing tests of all sorts. However, <laughs> the one exam... That I'm neither prepared for nor want to take. That's he right. says, "Hey, you got to take this." Well, right look, now. she so look. I, 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 she's a graduate of Princeton University, oh. and she is brilliant at taking tests. I myself have probably failed ninety percent of the tests I've ever taken in my life. Um, oh, so some black belt tests. No, I've never failed one of those. <laughs> but uh, but um, <laughs> but anyway, with this, so I I, I went in. It was best because I could just go in and take the test. So out of the two people. And I have no idea what Alana's score is. I, I don't look. Who do you think? Now, on these tests, I, I, I guess it's the lower score you get is the better. Is that my understanding? Uh, at the end of it, it gives you a, a number, rating. A rating. Right? So the lower the like rating, the, the more enlightened you'll be. The, the lowest rating, it will, it will basically tell you that you need to go seek medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. 
and at the highest state, it will say that you're you're basically just need to carry on maintaining it. So it depends what you got uh, and anything in between. Well, right. So, so who, well, then, so if who did better on the test, myself or the Alana? I don't know her score. I have no idea. I, I've followed and listened to every single episode of your radio show, and it's fantastic. And, Thank you. Uh, just you are a genius. So <laughs> it's very hard to make an assessment on somebody's zenness over uh, over a radio show. Sure. Um, but, but it will be pure blatant guess. That's okay. I'm going to say somehow <laughs> you managed to do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the score, but I have a feeling that you're right. Um, Tom, do you agree with Lack? You've, you've got like this tone of I just won something. So. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know what her score is. I have no clue. And I have no idea what his is either, but I'm sure that his is lower well, look, in a good way. You seem very proud of yourself, Jim. I, look, I yeah, look, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, look, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> <laughs> I think you fudged it. <laughs> no, I didn't fudge it. Uh, Okay, it was a funny line. All right, so my Zen temp is 49. That means I'm almost Zen. Ooh. Almost. I didn't quite get it because – and I answered it honestly. I just went down the thing. I didn't overthink it. I read the questions immediately answered because I assume if you think about it and debate on it. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be in the moment, not what you were 10 years ago or five minutes ago. It's right now, I'm assuming. Is that correct? That's right, but Jim, but Jim, you know, you're a you're a martial arts master, so oh, it's yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah, is there? So uh, yeah, that 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 kind of speaks for itself. So uh, all right, so now we have, now we have well, uh, now uh, Alana, I showed you mine. Fine. I thought I told you I was going to fall for that cheap trick. Okay, fine. Yeah. So um, so the, the yes, I got sixty eight. Sixty eight. Oh boy, she needs medical attention, doesn't she? <laughs> Did you really get well, 68? Yes, I got 68. What was 68. your advisory on that? What did it say, Alana? Um, it said, here, let me get it. It said you fucked up. Um, no, no. Um, actually, it said, it, no, this is, <laughs> your pedagogical skills are not shining today, Jim. Oh, no, they're not. I'm you're, sorry. You're on I'm the, glutting. It's, it's, okay, 61, to, I'm in the range of 61 to 78, and it's, oh, you're on, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. You're on the brink of Zen. I'm right in the middle. You're on like the brink most, of Zen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The brink yeah, of yeah. chaos. It's, you would know better. That's funny. But anyway, so you came up with this. So you designed the test. And when you came up with the, the, the test, the yeah. questions are designed to see where we are in, at That's that right. moment. And then what – so now that I am almost Zen, what do I need to do? So if you're almost Zen, then there's still some work to do, right? Of course. So it, means, it says you're almost Zen. Almost so Zen. you're almost. not quite there yet. No. So, mm-hmm. you know, to cultivate Zen, you need to get into that state of motion. you know. Motion is, you know, no-mindedness, that space of That's tough. Um, ha- no-thingness. There's nothing in your nothing. mind. Um, no. uh, Buddha, Buddha said it per- beautifully when he said, you know, uh, I think, therefore I am, but right. no thinker to be found. Uh, Bruce talked about this concept of uh, emptiness, his three stages of learning, uh, partiality, fluidity, and then emptiness, where emptiness is you're not thinking, you know, I do not hit it, hits all by itself. Right. And it's, it's being in that space. I know you've probably got that down, uh, no doubt. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's then how you take that into life as well and right. uh, um, allow allow that zenness, that, that emptiness to transcend itself into your daily workspace. No, it's that's that's great. Uh, and I, we, 
I just have to point yeah. out really f- quickly here, though, though this might impact my score and bump it up. And mm-hmm. yeah, is that, um, <laughs> is that um, Jim is seven points away from the next level of Zenness, and I too am seven points away from the next level of Zenness. So you could say that, you know, that yeah, yeah. Well, two sides of the spectrum. So. <laughs> But anyway, so when you go back, and we're going to go back and cover all this stuff. When you so you started martial arts when you were a little kid, and uh, at what seven, eight years old, in regular karate, right? Essentially, I, regular karate. I, I well, actually, I'd say my martial journey actually started a lot earlier than that, but it really? wasn't. It was in the space of mom and dad trying to feed me and my brother when we were little kids. Yeah. We just wouldn't sit still, and it was it was a matter of. Mom and dad figuring out, working different strategies to get us to sit still so they could shovel food down our throats. And uh, yeah. uh, dad dad was an, uh, one of the early adopters of technology, the VHS uh, video recorder. And uh, he, he was a massive Bruce Lee fan. And he picked up uh, some uh, knockoff copies of, uh, I think the first ever movie that kind of uh, mesmerized me was Fist of Fury. It's just the name itself is yeah, like, wow, cool, Fist of Fury. You know, that's just yeah. like pretty awesome in itself. And, um, you know, dad figured out, you know, we were just mesmerized in particular myself. And, uh, uh, dad realized that, you know, the only way to feed him is to just put Bruce Lee movie on. So he went through all of them. So we just cycled through all the different movies for years, probably. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it wasn't until, and uh, you know, you got two, two boys, you know, my brother's 13 months younger than me, two boys that are almost uh, c- close enough in age yeah. that, you know, watching martial arts movies in a young age, uh, naturally you want to just go, go out and, and stop play fighting. Right. Sure, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, then that started annoying mom and dad and they figured, Hey, let's, let's put them into martial arts classes. So dad, so I said, dad, if you let's do, I'd love to do martial arts. Um, and, uh, I said, I want to do what Bruce did. So dad went as enrolled, enrolled both of us into Shotokan karate classes uh-huh. from the age of seven to 11. And I remember vividly saying to dad, dad, this doesn't feel or look like what Bruce was doing. And dad was of the mindset, you know, karate, kung fu is all the same, you know, just carry on. And dad's dad's highest interest was basically he was in his local working men's club. So he'd have a pint for, he'd have a few pints, you know, over a couple of hours while we'd kind of sweat it out in this, in this karate school, which was in this freezing kind of warehouse space. Did you grow up in Uh, the UK? Sorry? Did you grow up in the UK? Born, bread, and buttered. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. Look, hey, I don't know. Yeah, born, yeah. bread, and buttered uh, up in Leicester. Oh, okay, okay. And so that's where that's that where so that's where you went to the to the Shurikin school, and then yeah. So so we started did Shurikin from seven to eleven. Yeah, and then 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 we moved house, and it was too far to get there. Uh, and a bit inconvenient for mom and dad to drive us there. We only had one car in the family, and dad did different shifts. So I ended up kind of dropping that, which both me and my brother were glad about. And uh, then I didn't pick pick up martial arts till I was 29 again. Oh, wow. Uh, it, was, it was three months before uh, our firstborn was about to arrive. Okay. And my wife, I remember my wife saying, you know, your timing is sloppy, you know. She goes, how come you want to do martial arts now? You know, you've had all this time. We've we, we, we been married for seven years. And we, we, so we, we, we need to get out of the house. We need to have children. Yeah. And um, 
And I said, I don't know what it is, but I'm compelled to do it. I said, there's something inside me that's right. Just that's calling. Saying, I have to go do this. Yeah, it's just bizarre kind of compulsion, and it was it was a calling. And the rest is history, as they say. It is. So then you and where did you, did you start with Quack? Uh, and uh, is that who the guy you you hooked up with? Nah. No, I, I actually lived and worked in the States back then. And at that time, we just moved from San Francisco back to New York. Uh -huh. And so I lived in Hoboken uh, across no, the yeah. Hudson. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um, I was consulting all over Manhattan at the time, um, working for a, a trading system provider uh, uh -huh. back then. And I remember uh, one of my colleagues that I used to work with in San Francisco, he was heading up uh, a program trading desk. Um, up in Midtown, and uh, he called upon the company services, and he specifically asked for me to come and help him out because I'd worked with him before, and he 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 had uh, confidence in me. So uh, I went up there, and I was an avid gym goer, so I'd always had my gym bag around, and yeah. uh, I went popped into the local New York Health and Racquet Club up in I think it was Forty Sixth Street, and uh -huh. uh, all I remember is I walked past the studio and this was me looking for martial arts classes and not finding anything good yeah. was empty still very very young in its infancy nobody there was no no, no search searches on bruce lee or i didn't sure. even know it was there was an art called jeet kundo or people taught such a thing but i just knew something existed um and i walked past the studio and there was this um the corner of my eye i just caught these words learn bruce lee's martial art and there was a flyer for um uh jeet kundo school that oh, was wow. run there by um the new york martial arts academy and i i trained there for a year and that's where it all started who is that who who owns that is that gino yeah, that's Dino. Dino, Dino. Yeah, Dino. Okay. That, yeah. Wow. Aren't you shocked I know who Dino is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And, <laughs> I've and actually taught his... at Dino's school. Oh, sorry? I've taught at his school. Oh, fantastic. In, yeah. uh, in Long Island, right? Uh, no, in Queens. Queens, yeah, yeah. yeah Queens, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Dino's a great yeah. guy, super talented dude. And that's yeah, how you no, met Chris absolutely. Kent, I guess, because he trains with Chris Kent quite frequently. Yes, he does. I think back then uh, he was uh, doing a lot of training and working with uh, Ted Wong. Oh, okay. uh, as as uh, some of the listeners may not know, Ted Wong was Bruce's sparring partner. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he spent a lot of time training training under him, and Dennis then he passed on. Yeah. And and uh, he, I think he elicited uh, Chris's uh, continuation services. So he's uh, Chris speaks very highly of him as well. He's 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 he's, he's his right hand man over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean is good. It's good school. Um, his son's real talented. I think he's got a couple now out there um, in the New York area. I, I haven't talked to him in about a year or so, but uh, but anyway, yeah, they, they they ran two locations in Manhattan at the time. Uh, one was uh, I think near Fourteenth Street, if I remember yeah, remember correctly, and the other one was the one I went to in Forty Sixth Street, both at New York Health and Racquet yeah. Clubs. And uh, yeah, it was a, there was a young gentleman uh, that used to teach in the uh, in the Midtown one called Frankie. And all I remember is my first session going in there. There was about uh, eight eight white collar workers, essentially, um, you know, similar kind of uh, profile as myself. And uh, this skinny skinny chap comes up to me and he sh and he punched this pad. And he was about maybe slightly shorter than me. And mm -hmm. he punched his pad and he gave it so much welly. And I, I couldn't believe how much power he generated. Wow. This, you know, kind of um, um, 
small guy essentially and uh, I was just mesmerized and I was like wow how do you do that how can you generate that and he goes you punch it and I had, had nothing on it yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it, it was just we've got class later on <laughs> that's funny that's funny so then after that you were there well then would you get shipped back to the UK you got from and that's <clears throat> So what basically after that, I mean, I was at a point where I'd been working for about 10 years yeah. and I, I was basically burnt out from the city and, and Wall Street and all, all that business. And uh, I, you know, life, life really crashed for me. Uh, and I came back to the UK and I took three years off. Uh, I came back and for the first time ever, I moved back in with mom and dad, uh, with the yeah. missus and our firstborn. Uh, and, um, and um, and I, I I actually found Coughlin, um about two months before I moved back to uh, to the UK, and he hadn't set up. He literally just put his number on I think Yellow Pages or something, which uh, which was available online, and uh, I managed to get in touch with him. And I and he said basically by the time you get here, would be would probably be up and running for about two to four weeks. So when I got back to the UK, he literally set up his school and I started training with him. So uh, that continuation of that journey started there. And it was just amazing because I was training like six to eight hours a week at that school. That's a good you amount know, of Running jikando yeah. classes, jump on kickboxing classes and a whole bunch of other stuff. It was just amazing. So three years of very intense uh, martial arts training. But it's, it was fantastic. And that's where well, that's where the the journey really accelerated. Right. That's but, what, then you were introduced to Eventually, Tackett and the Wednesday night group. That's right. Right. Was it Tackett? Did you meet Tack, Tim over there initially? Is that when he brought him over there? You, was it in the U.S. you met? Tack? Yeah. So, so you know, they say everything happens for a reason, right? And yeah. there's no accidents or coincidences. But basically, the gentleman down south uh, on the on the south coast of England uh, who who had invited uh, Tim over and um, something something didn't work out and he didn't have enough students for for the seminar and he couldn't kind of cover his costs or whatever it was and this gentleman started calling around and uh, got in touch with Gotland and uh, he said look he told him the story and he said look would you be happy to host him instead because I just can't cover his costs uh, and um, Gotland said yeah I'd be delighted to and in this, it was it was a very last minute thing because I think maybe we had a week or two to to plan this, but yeah, yeah. he managed he managed to rustle up about thirty forty people in That's this work in this uh, seminar, yeah. yeah, and it was a midweek one as well. So um, so so I, I was I'd moved down to London at that time, so I went back up uh, in this midweek seminar, and that was the first time I met Tim. And uh, that's where Tim kind of uh, recognized uh, Quacklin and then later myself. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and that's where the kind of whole Wednesday night group kind of journey started. <laughs> I have a, so I'm going to, the first time I met Tim, this prior to you guys, obviously. I love this story. You know the story, so I'm going to share it. So, so t- yeah. t- Tim is, a, a, look, he's an outspoken guy. He's quick-witted, smart. Uh, very likable guy. But so essentially what happened is I obviously knew who Tim was since the early 80s because I have his original books. They're still on my shelf at the gym. Uh, the ones that either discolored, there's highlights in them and, and all kinds of stuff. So 
uh, a friend of mine, Dean Goldaddy, who's a Kaja Kembo guy and one of my my instructor in Kaja Kembo from Austin, uh, Texas, uh, online before the Facebook and whatnot, and in a chat room was saying, "Well, maybe we'll get a, have a seminar with McCann and Tackett." And then Tim like replied like five minutes later. I guess he happened to be online uh, and said, "I would be honored to to." to do a seminar with such a great talented man like Jim McCann like this guy what the fuck is he talking about right so anyway Dean arranged this whole thing we go to um, Austin and and we're there and I met Tim we hit it off right away and um, we go out to dinner to this place called Tilt a Kilt which is like a Scottish Hooters you don't you know it's <laughs> I mean that's pretty much what it is you know? right yeah so we're in there and um, I order a shepherd's pie and which is bad choice, bad choice. But look, you know, it's not like the real shepherd's pie. Anyway, I ordered shepherd's <laughs> pie, and, and I'm sitting there eating. You always wanted to be a shepherd. I did, <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm eating the shepherd's pie. I'm like Tackett sitting across from me here. We're having a, you know, a couple of pints, and Tackett goes, McCann. I go, I go, yes, Sifu. He goes, What'd you order? And I said, A shepherd's pie. He goes, Anybody order a she- anyone eat, eat a shepherd's pie? Probably suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what this you know martial arts icon says to me you know and it, how do you come back after that it was a knockout i'm done there's no comeback i don't make the eight count i'm on the canvas after many months of reconsidering his sexuality <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it was great but anyway, so so you guys had him and that was the first time when you came did you come back to pat cunningham's or vince ray mondays in north jersey were you at one of those like yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I think it was our first one. Oh, that, was, that was like, what, 2008, Tom? Yeah. That, was a t- that was 2009 when I went. Okay. Lat went before that to, um, where was it, Kansas? Oh, yeah, Kansas, like yeah, there was one yeah. in Kansas. I uh, was in one. Kansas, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was Kansas one in was Kansas. the first one, the second one was Pat and uh, Vince's. It was at yeah. Pat's place, right? Gotcha. So, so long and short, so after being there, and then you moved away from where Quack School was and opened up your own gym, in London, right? That was the next move? Well, the interesting story. So during those three years, you know, I I took – when I took that time out, I also did some qualifications and personal training because I was, I was uh, really into fitness. I still am. And um, I took up a gold gym franchise as well. So I did, you know, a bit of a part-time business as yeah. well. And um, uh, then – uh, we discovered our second born was going to arrive, and that's when the missus said, "Look, it's about time you got you got a proper job, you know." <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, "All right, you know." What are you and I talking said, about? Well, it, I'm going to end up back in uh, in the big smoke, you know, back in London, and uh, <clears throat> so uh, ended up coming back down. Yeah, and uh, it was I I never meant to teach. It was it was. I got pushed into it. Uh, I remember being at Gotland's. It was it was only a year and a half down the line that Gotland's like, you know what? Why don't you start teaching the beginners class? And I said, okay, fine. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you teach uh, the jump fan kickboxing class after the you know beginners JKD class? And this was on a Monday. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, why don't you do the same thing <laughs> on a Thursday? So I ended up taking. Two he's, more sessions. He's a master of delegation, that <laughs> and, man. Yeah. And, then, and then it was like, well, why don't you, you know, do the Saturday class as well? And I'm like, okay. Um, and I really didn't have any interest in teaching. And uh, it, yeah. But what I found was that 
teaching was just another progression on learning and right. I was learning the intimacies of of the art and uh, uh, in a whole new way uh, and um, for me it was it was a fabulous learning process and I had you know my Sifu uh, Quaklin one there as well so it was brilliant but then when I moved down to London I didn't plan to teach uh, but some of some of my uh, colleagues you know were quite keen on uh, you know, when we chat, we talk about you know our interest, and it came out in conversation. And once they'd found out, they were like, "Look, you got to do this." And I I resisted for about six months, and then uh, there was a gym across the road, uh, and I kind of kind of started keeping an eye on their kind of schedule. And I noticed that they had they had a couple of slots available, and I was like, "Shall I? Shall I not? Shall I? Shall I not?" And then my colleague said, "Look, we'll get." Eight, eight or half a dozen stu- people together. Then would you do it? And I said, well, I can't really say no to that. You know, right. if you guys are all going to rally together and uh, do that, then okay. So they did, and uh, I, I, I ended up uh, booking booking some studio space. They only started off with one day first. Uh, put a sign up sheet there for anybody that was interested. Put a little A4 uh, advert up there. And before you know it, I had probably a dozen or so names on there. And uh, that's where Tom McGrath's name came up. Oh. It was on the list. There in the, uh, in the I think it was, you know, in the, in the top three names, I think, maybe even the first yeah. name on the list. Written in big crayon. Big <laughs> <laughs> so this, So you, Tom, you just saw it and you, at the gym and you wrote it. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. Well, I was a member of the gym anyway, and I'd actually seen Lack around, but I didn't know right. who he was, kind of thing. Um, so this was the yes. free karate class you took? This is why I was telling you there's no great story. <laughs> there's no great story. I know. It was a free class. I had nothing to do. Yeah. It was free, actually. Then yeah. it was free. Yeah, well, of course. Hey, you had, to get, you had to start somewhere. Yeah. And get people interested, you know. Yeah, and that was uh, September the 3rd, 2007 was the first. first so one. now it's a little over 10 years. Yeah, yeah we just had our 10th anniversary. That uh, is awesome. And, yeah, and it's really- it, to be look, doing a 10, and it's growing, it's quite, a, look, you got quite a product. I have, you know, been with you and, and seen you teach, and you're an excellent teacher, and, and you delve into all kinds of aspects. Excellent, excellent material. When you went back and you were teaching, and since you were, you study, you know, all this stuff have you heard of, of uh, a thing called the the Feniman technique Feniman technique no i figured you might have heard so what that is and the reason i asked is this guy was a physicist uh, he also has an, sorry he ahead. also has a nobel prize for um the uh, theory of quantum electrodynamics he uh, worked on the manhattan project right exactly in World War II. so if you look no 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 this is- you were just starting to sound <laughs> clever and, and alarm her out did you she <laughs> did Damn it. You know, this... You know, I actually saw... You know, I, I, I want to say one thing. I got a 49, and yo, you got a 75. <laughs> I'm not attached to my results. You're, oh, it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> but anyway... I've the, 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 the Feynman technique, it's that, a, that a how you learn more is by actually teaching. Up already. Her points, my points. Listen, everyone can kiss my ass. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was kind That's of interesting. Transcendent. But transcendent. so maybe I realize that. So when you just started teaching, you learned it, you had a deeper understanding of it, and then I guess that's where you started. Is that when you started to delve into all the the mind stuff with the the martial arts? When did that realization come to? It? Was it always there, or did you go, hey, you know, there's something more to this, and you slowly started to recognize, uh, you know, the mental aspect of the martial arts? Well, 
I, I think, you know, life serves lessons to you, through you. And right. uh, my my life crash uh, was took me to a point of masterlessness. And you can't really, I mean, the whole, the whole message um, of my life and my existence here is about is about spreading self-mastery and um, you have to come from a place where you don't have any of that uh, in order to then cultivate that and it's it's a it's a process by which you find that the answers are just kind of cross your desk yeah at that perfect moment in time and that's essentially what happened. Uh, we're not not realizing it, not with having a goal of what the outcome's going to be, or there's going to be some product creation at the end of this. It wasn't. It's not. Wasn't about that, and it's not about that right now. Uh, but the my own, it came through my own process of uh, cultivating self mastery through being at the at the at the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, <clears throat> and uh, and. Uh, when I started teaching, and especially when I was in London, um, I started a class up not not long after the city city class, which is still going in St Paul's. Uh, I started a class in West London, and in West London, when I teach, uh, there was one student, specific student, uh, who's who's one of my closest friends as well, and. Uh, He'd always come up to me after the after the class or even during class and say, "Like, good luck. Do you know what you just did there? You know, you just did a, like a uh, a reframe, or a, uh, you just installed an anchor, or you did this, or you did a presupposition and this, that, and the other." And I was like, "I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Was it good <laughs> or bad, or is it just what it is?" And he's and and we would then go into these philosophical conversations, and then slowly it started dawning on me that there was something far deeper. Yeah in martial arts which which is unconsciously something that i was attracted to in martial arts uh which i think i think the general populace would would consider the nostalgic philosophical aspect of martial arts um and uh, there was that part of it which was very much alive in me which i didn't recognize or, or was aware of and uh, that student uh, his name is Jatinder. He made me aware of it, and uh, and then what started happening was because of Jatinder, and he was uh, really active in the personal development community, yeah. helping promote some of the, the leading speakers uh, in in and around London and the UK. Um, I he he made me more aware of what was going on and uh, started directing me into certain directions to say, look, you know, you could sharpen your sword if you were to cultivate this skill and that skill, but you're already doing it. You're a natural. And none of that made any sense to me at the time because I was co completely uh, naive to any of yeah. these teachings. But it's something that you already do, but you can just do it better. Uh, so then... Um, you know, he was kind of like a, a, almost like, you know, the student becoming the guru in a way and then uh, uh, helped introduce me to other mentors that also kind of um, uh, coached and uh, mentored me into into uh, cultivating that that aspect of myself. But the, the key thing was, was that they say, you know, when you're further down the line, only then when you look back can you connect the dots. Right. And, I started connecting these dots between martial arts and personal development, mm -hmm. and they were, they were, they were kind of so vivid that it's like 
being smacked in the mouth. Right. It was like so when you looked uh, back on it, it's almost like, wow, how did I not see that when it was happening? Right. When you re- reflect upon it. Well, this is the thing is that when you're going through it, you can't see it because right. you're going through it. It's right. not until you go through it and you're further down the road and you look back and you only then you can see the dots. Yeah. And that's that's when the penny started dropping and things started connecting. And then I started getting these ideas. Well, I'd like to use martial arts movement in this way to help move people's mind in this way. And I call it, you know, move, move your body, move your mind, move to success and success being not just financial, but all aspects of your life, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's that's how it started, and it was the whole process. You know, uh, it was almost like I was given nine steps of self mastery uh, plus this 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 hidden process, which was a tenth step, um, which uh, I'd love to share with you. I'd love for you to share it with me. All right. Yeah. So, so I think the first step is, you know, when you're going through through masterlessness, is is there's chaos. Uh, chaos in your mind you know there's lots of thoughts bouncing around uh, there's lots of um lots of confusion so the first step is stillness it's about calming your mind and which calibration which by the way is extraordinarily difficult i've done t- believe it or not i actually can read and i've read thousands of books on all these topics and it is extraordinarily difficult to quiet your mind and sit yeah. in, in stillness uh, yeah. It's so easy to just, and there's all kinds of theories. Uh, um, but anyway, it, it does fasc- fascinate me. It's not easy to do. And so, go ahead. So, when you do, you are you able to help people to f- discover this stillness or to wait before you before you answer that question? This is a really simple question that is not unrelated. Which is, so how do you reconcile the physical and the philosophical? Because when I first started working with Jim, I was you know we we're in the ring. I don't remember what we we're doing. It's unimportant, but. You know, I said, but, you know, what I'd really like to do, what I'd really like to do is JKD. And then I said, but then I don't see any classes on the schedule for that right now. And, and then again, how would you go about teaching that? Because isn't that then the antithesis of JKD and the formlessness of form? And he just looked at me, he's like, just shut up, you know. <laughs> so um, I actually had a much more eloquent answer than that. I just don't remember it. So, but so well, that's can, it. I can help you with that actually. Um, and there's there's a beautiful Zen saying that says it goes, "It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war." Very true. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that. I like that. I do. <laughs> yeah, so, Tom, maybe so, yeah. you should get that in Latin on the other side of your body. <laughs> 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 so, so stillness is the first step, and, yeah. and and there's you know eight other stages, and um, uh, the idea is to just just go through that. You know, you, you calm your mind, then you open your mind to new possibilities, right. then you start seeing because people look too hard and they can't see. So the idea is to stop looking, and then you'll be able to see because everything's in front of you anyway most of the time. Um, then it's a matter of getting into the space where you believe you can achieve it. So uh, conceive, believe, achieve. Uh, then it's uh, turning your, then you face your fear, right? And it's about turning your fear into fuel. Uh, once you've uh, turned your fear into a fuel, then it's uh, about outwardly expressing yourself honestly. So honestly expressing yourself. Um, uh, then it's be like water. Is to get trying to find your flow, get into into your own rhythm. Um, then. Last two stages is power side forwards, which is using your strengths to maximum advantage. 
right. uh, based on Bruce's strong side forwards. And then finally, staying ahead is understanding your rhythm, understanding when somebody breaks your rhythm, that you don't get derailed, that you can kind of Lose derail those. yourself right. and, and really mm-hmm. working with the working with the universal rhythm. So we have. So here's what I here's the list that I that I have for you. So the first is the stillness, then emptying your teacup, which is huge, by the way, very difficult again to for people to do because they're so cemented in their ways. That that's essentially what you're talking about. Open your mind, be open to everything, attach to nothing. Right. That's right. Possess an eagle eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, this is, that, that's about that's about not looking. Uh, I say yeah. don't look. Yeah. Just yeah. see. So, you know, so it's, one, it's one of the things it's like, you know, if you're single and you're looking for a partner, you, you won't find one because you're looking too hard. You're trying too hard. Right. It's when you give up the notion of looking and then see what's in front of you, uh, because there's usually a suitor uh, right under your nose, but you, right. you've, you've overlooked it because you're trying too hard. Right, then we have- I can only see Alana in front of me. So, that's <laughs> so, yes, we, we- well, I was I was just thinking. Well, yeah, well, you know, I mean, Tom, he just had that introduction. He didn't even the moment he was unattached. She thought to it you're anymore. more brilliant. Uh, Five thousand miles away. Oh, yes. <laughs> Think and become was the next one, as you as you said. So, you, as you see it, you will become. Uh, you, saw, you know, and what was it? How do you say that next? What was the next one after Think and Become? After Think and Become, yeah. Uh, what? That's it. As in, what? what? <laughs> That's funny. Honestly, express yourself, which is very difficult. Be like water. These are great. And you connect these together. Fantastic. Now, people, when they're looking to this, you wrote, a, you wrote a book on all this, right? That's right. And, and I have not read the book. I feel I'm ashamed. I need to read the book. And how long did it take you to write this book? Was there something in the works for a long period of time? Is it... Oh, it's, you know, I think that it's one of those. The book writes itself. It's, you, you just got to. No, it doesn't because I do can't even here. write a paper for class. <laughs> Everyone's got a book in them, Jim. That's a they do. <laughs> just not everyone wants to read. Do you have a book in you, Tom? Actually, actually, what would your book be called, Jim? Um, oh, jeez, what would my book? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't say. Um, <laughs> what, what would my book say? Uh, I actually, it's funny because I just well. I don't have a book in me. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So, so anyway, so you had the book in you, and you were just, and eventually you just put pen to paper, so to speak. Throughout time, you go back and put the notes together. Was there something you sat down every night at six p.m. and wrote? So, so Jatinda said to me, "He goes, you need to write a book," and I said, "I don't. I, I was crap at English, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hate English." Uh, literature and language because we had to learn the two aspects of it and uh, anyway um, so you know fast forward X and X number of years and here I am with a book you know and uh, the the actual the way I approached it was I said to Jatinder at the time look I I, I, I'm not going to sit down and write a book what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down and write workshops and because uh, I like workshops, they're uh, they're movement based, and I love movement based learning. And the whole premise is based on that. Yeah. Uh, so it's just fun. It makes it fun. It makes it playful. Uh, so I started writing the workshops, uh, which uh, were titled uh, by the chapters in the book, and they eventually kind of formulate the book in the end. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's how that's how they were given to me, uh, or how they came to me. And the actual writing of the workshops, I mean. You know, when it's in you, you know, it's just about how how quickly can you type. Uh, the actual, so 
I'd say just putting that all together was about a year. But the editing process, because it's quite a technical workbook, it took about a year to edit it because of all the artwork and graphics and so on. So, yeah, it's uh, if you anybody does is considering writing a book, uh, I would advise uh, that you are prepared to put a lot of work into it because it is it is a lot of work. Oh, uh, but it's worth it in the end, right? You've got to share your message and right. uh, and get out there. So people can get this on your website, marshallmindpower.com? Or... Yeah, it's on. It's actually on Amazon as well, which is probably is. the easiest yeah, way to sure. get it because everyone knows Amazon, right? And it's on the website as well. So they would look at Lock Loy on Amazon.com or Marshall Mind Power. Either one should come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, MarshallMindPower.com is, uh, is, is the home site. Yeah. Uh, so they can go there and they can purchase a book. We just take them to Amazon anyway. Yeah, okay. uh, so, yeah. But the the book, you know, I called it Master Your Life because it's about cultivating self-mastery in your own life. But um, I did have an alternative title for that when I was when I was going through the the different names, and I thought, well, you know what? Really, it's about waking people up to their higher self. So I actually wanted to call the book "Wake the Fuck Up." Yeah, that'd been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't because I thought I thought to myself, how how the hell am I going to present that to my parents? <laughs> that was so, what stopped you from you know, doing it. So that that yeah. was the reason why I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. But right. It would. I probably would have sold ten times more if I called it. Oh, that. no doubt. <laughs> yeah. yeah what well, about your life's a good title? So, right? so now that when, when they do that, you have these courses, and how often do the courses? Is this something people pre-register for? Obviously, since you're just students, people go online and say, "Hey, we're having a, a course November fifth and sixth at the Hyatt Regency." I mean, how does this work? Yeah, we do. We do uh, experiential workshops. We do two to three a year. Okay. Uh, and how long but, are they? Uh, so, uh, Tom, Tom's been on quite a few of them actually. So we did one. The the stillness retreat was quite an interesting one because it was a four day event. Wow. Where we went out to Devon, and uh, what's Devon? It was, I don't it was know fantastic. Devon is what. Devon's uh, is south. countryside, basically. Delicious <laughs> cream. We went camping in the countryside. Double Devon. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> camping, and, and you're it's supposed it. to, and you just, what, sit still? <laughs> sit still. And- <laughs> no, 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 we, we, did a, we did a fucking massive walk, right? And yeah. we got, like, we got totally lost. So you're I can't remember, we were doing directions, probably. No, I wasn't doing directions because I wanted to empower the students on the course to uh, take charge. So he made and you hike through the mountains. The girls, wasn't the it? Girls the girls did. <laughs> yeah, make you hike, and then you're so fucking exhausted, you have nothing to do but to be still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just yeah. sleeping. You're like, That's brilliant. <laughs> and he charged you for this, too. That kind of stuff. So the first step is to exhaust. We did some guided right. meditations. Yeah. Uh, um, and we did, uh, we did some, we did some uh, uh, forest walking. Which is, uh, you know, you take your shoes off and you you walk in the forest and uh, you know connect with nature. Yeah. Um, so the idea is to is to uh, switch off to switch on. Yeah. You know, and that means to switch on switch on in yourself, switch on to other people, and uh, switch on with nature. And uh, it was funny because we'd uh, hired this uh, minivan uh, to uh, to car all of us from London uh, out out to the uh, farm. Yeah. And. Um, and this farm is amazing because they all even they prepared food on site as well, which was all organic 
grown on site so wow. it was really high-end organic food and um and i remember being in the uh leaving london and being in the van and telling everybody make all your calls uh bef- before you arrive because by the moment the moment we arrive on site then well, i think it was maybe even before that you had to switch your phones off switch you had 20 phone, minutes okay. to make all your calls wow then you switch your phones off and you're not allowed to put your phones on did anyone cheat lack through them all in the lake did it, it, that would have been brilliant. Did anyone? Did, did, did weren't people struggling with that? I mean, good lord! Sometimes you see in class people overchecking. They're so goddamn important. They're running overchecking their phone every thirty seconds. Worst thing, you know, I talked about it the other week when you land in a plane. First thing, everyone lands the plane and they pick up their cell phone. Hey, we just landed. Nope, we're not at the. You know, nonstop Actually, shouting. You know, everywhere, and nowhere, basically. Right. In London, most uh, mobile phone thefts come outside the underground stations, the subway stations, because people haven't got reception and they come above ground to sort of check their phones, and then people just take uh, them. So, 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 did you suffer not being able to be on the phone, Tom? Uh, yeah, probably. Probably I tried to black out because I've gone. Believe it or not, I've been on. I have been on. I have been on spiritual retreats, which you might find shocking, where you shut the phone off for three or four days and you're doing whatever the hell is I'm doing out in the woods, and it is great. You and you actually you miss it for the first hour. Yeah, good lord, what the hell is going on on Facebook? You know, God forbid you don't know, and, and you hit the like button when you when you disconnect. It's, uh, That's qu- why you have such a high Zen score. I do. <laughs> I, I, I think I could have done. I could have been like super Zen. I yeah, think I if done. you switch your phone off for seven days, I think you would have got that super Zenness. I might have. I might have. Yeah, I think you would have been uh, definitely inducted as a Zen master. Well, yeah, I have been called such. I guess that. Really- <laughs> 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 but actually, after. Only in his own mind. No, 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 actually, my, I, I, no. No, 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 no. We, we, we all I am worship Zen. him for Thank that. Thank you. Zen-ness. I do appreciate it. So, after, not only that, so you have those streets and you do a bunch of corporate stuff, right? You, uh, with, uh, with corporations and stuff with the, with the mind, uh, Master Your Life and stuff. Is that yeah. separate so, or that's part of the same thing? So, it's interesting you, you, you brought that part of it up because the. I'm introducing the self mastery teachings into the into the uh, corporate world, so oh. I'm calling it corporate self mastery. It's basically uh, a name. unique take on on well being services, yeah. and um, you know, having spent it's been 21 years in the corporate environment, right? Um, uh, in the city, having spent all that time five 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 years, nearly five years in Wall Street on a Wall Street consultancy, uh, it's what I've noticed is, you know, people are really suffering uh, from being overworked. There's a lot of stress. A lot of people are um, uh, suffering with mental uh, mental illnesses, and it's, it's it's actually very high profile at the moment because the the princes recently, uh, one of the princes, Prince Harry, revealed that he he suffered depression after his mother, uh, Lady Diana, died. Yeah, sure. And uh, so they've been uh, they've been backing this massive charity called Mind. Uh, so the, it's 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 kind of uh, just caught a fresh breath of air now uh, over here in the UK. And I think but corporates are starting to pay attention to that. And uh, the 
what I call the corporate self mastery uh, teachings are going to help inspire uh, businesses to thrive by putting their employees first. Yeah. Uh, and what you know, one of the things that well, several things that I found is you know we're we're only but we're only but a number in these companies, and Tom can attest to that. And uh, you know, you kind of get lost in that mix. Oh no! no. Look, I can tell you this. Uh, I can't tell you the gentleman's name, but I I teach several clients of all different from all different lifestyles gentleman i train he works for a gigantic international corporation and he is miserable his life's you know not where it needs to be and the more and more stress look my story is that exact same thing is the job got real big i was busier and busier i was a miserable prick you know in my life uh, blah 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 and then i quit and said screw this i'm just gonna teach karate you know and then yeah, that was, yeah but I, I somehow was able to uh, able to do that but that that's big and have they been receptive to this or yeah so this is this is kind of my current phase of mm -hmm. uh sharing this gift to the world and it's the outcomes that i'm looking to achieve with this is to help cultivate employees and businesses to thrive by rehumanizing people yeah. uh taking uh a Creating an employee experience where the employees enjoy what they do uh, and enjoy their experience within the companies. So the companies have a, a responsibility uh, as custodians of their employees to ensure that the people in the companies that are working for them, the employees, enjoy their time there. And therefore, um, the, the businesses are more fruitful as a result of that. So I call it the employee experience. Um, and that will allow the, the corporations to tap into more into more of the people's potential which i think i think people are doing the bare minimum at the moment because they're overworked they've got a lot on their plate so um and they're not truly tapping into what people have got in their reserves uh so i think it's about tapping into into that the other thing is bringing bringing an aspect of of an employee or a person life which is the inspired thought leadership is allowing people to be yeah. creative and innovative and and come up with fresh ideas i mean the, the city is a corporate environment is such a place that you've got so much to do that sometimes you don't even have time to think it's bizarre yeah. you know sure. you just need space to think what and there's actually a term that's uh, or a couple of terms called headspace and mind space which basically mean the same thing is is space to actually think um so uh, so that can only happen if people have got the people have got their own devices to 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 work within and to lend that gold in their minds uh, to these uh, corporations and the corporations will definitely benefit more. Uh, the other the, there's other aspects like making work meaningful, <laughs> <laughs> making work meaningful. Um, the employer valuing the employees. Uh, you know, a lot of employees yeah, yeah. don't feel valued. Uh, earning loyalty I think the employers have a responsibility to earn that rather than expect it uh, at the moment it's expected yeah, uh, yeah. you know you, you know we pay you and you do whatever you have to do no, uh, no. and you know essentially you know people working in corporates uh, you know I'd say you know big, are almost like corporate whores you know you get paid and you do whatever they say and it's sure it's, that's um, a good way to put it's it about, it's about saying no you know it's it doesn't work that way mm, um right. Making work cool, you know. Uh, I'd love to work for a, an organization that 
that I'd want to go there, you know, wake up early, go there, spend time there. It's a cool place to hang out. It's a cool place, place to be. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it would be a think tank. And a lot of corporations aren't like that. They're very sterile uh, yeah. and um, over-engineered uh, by ego. It seems like, uh, a, sorry, uh, just the digital age thing, technology. I, would you say that that makes, uh, or that makes your mission or what you would like to, to bring to these, you know, to, to whomever you teach even more um, urgent and necessary? To, to, I've, 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 I come from an IT background. So um, my, my, my university degree was in computer science, software engineering. So um, coming from a tech background, I've seen, I've seen technology being rolled out into corporations. Uh, I remember being on trading desks where people were using tickets back then to to kind of book trades, and they'd give it to a physical person that would then put that in some kind of charter, right. uh, so mm-hmm. that they would uh, they would then log the trades. Uh, they, they weren't they weren't spreadsheets back then, and, and so a on. Physical element to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was all you know, t- t- ticker taped, uh, time stamped, and so on. You know, so we'll come from an age where also uh, open outcry uh, trading floors as well. So all the exciting eighties trading um, trading things that you saw in the old movies, you know, was uh, was very much real back then, and now it's all digitized. And what's happened is technology has been great because it's made life easy. Uh, and uh, but it's also made life quicker, and because it's made it quicker, right. there's a, a greater expectation or or a, a, an expectation of a quicker response on things. Mm-hmm. And uh, now the now there's an imbalance the other way, um, right. no, where things are expected before you've even had a chance to actually think about it. Mm-hmm. So I think there needs to be a cultural change in these corporations uh, because people are breaking. Uh, literally, there's almost a third of the people are suffering, or more than a third of people are suffering from mental illness in yeah. corporations. <laughs> that, that that was a study that was done in 2015. So, wow! So no, they're they're, they're, and, and over over 50%, uh, or I think it's almost 50, 50, 50 or 51 percent of people are, are are stressed. Oh, easy! That might even be a low so, number. I mean, and and that might be an underestimation. No doubt. That's, that's, that's people who are admitting it. All right. Survey. Right. Hey, we got to wrap it up here. Uh, Lack. Thank you so much for being a part of Primal Radio. Uh, we could probably go on for hours on yeah. this, which I have no problem doing. We, we'll definitely have you back. If you want to get a hold of Locke Loy, you can find him on uh, marshallmindpower.com and londonjkd.com uh, or jkdlondon.com. Pardon me. I said it backwards. Is there any other way to get a hold of you? How can people find you? Amazon.com for, the, for your book? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think you've covered it, Jim. Wow. Tom. Are you promoting uh, anything this week? Uh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing at all? Well, okay, Tinder, nothing like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do tell. <laughs> How's it? Yeah, but anyway, hey, okay, look, bye. Locke, thank you so much, buddy. It, it's great uh, sitting here talking with you and, and being with, be, BSing with you. Um, we need to talk about next summer. I did, obviously, I got your message. I thought uh, our boy Dieter was going to talk to you about a few things. I don't know if he did reach out to you. Because he was planning on something, I was trying to make sure that we were far apart uh, enough for the seminars. But uh, that's right. But we'll 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 go over that. Uh, yeah. All right, look, it's been another fantastic show. You are listening to Primal Radio, heard every Saturday night, nine p.m. UK time, 
Saturday night, New York time. You can find us on HamiltonRadio.net on the chat room. Find us on Facebook. And we'll be back next week. Peace out. You have been listening to Primal Radio in association with Primal Gym and Primal Promotions. Primal Radio is available on all good podcast venues. To help us grow, please subscribe, like it, share it, and leave us a great review.